headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Our phone number is a free call, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. JC is starting off this hour in San Diego. Hi, JC. How are you? Hi, Dave. Christina, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Should we pay off our mortgage yes. or do a loan recast or continue our current path? Can you pay it off today? Um, yes. The only thing is we would be using all of our liquid assets in an exception of maybe ten, fifteen thousand. 15000 mm. What's your household income? One thirty. And how much your house payment? Uh, monthly mortgage is thirty one hundred. Uh, mortgage that's left is one hundred and fifty two thousand at three and a quarter interest. Okay. Now, by liquid assets, and you don't. You're not talking about retirement accounts. You're just talking about money you have in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, money markets, that kind of stuff. Correct. Okay. Where where did the savings come from? So that hundred and fifty two has it just been sitting there in savings? So yeah, it's just sitting there, and um, you know we always like to be comfortable of having enough. <laughs> That's why it's just been sitting there. Okay. Okay. What what is your? Do you have any hesitations on paying off the mortgage other than the comfort aspect? Because in my book, it seems like you'd be more comfortable having no, no payments. Um, the main question is not having uh, liquid assets if we would want to buy another property. Mm. So you would borrow on your home to buy another property. Okay. No. I'm asking that as a question. Would you, if your house was paid off, would you borrow against it to buy another property? Um, I would not. I would rather not do that. I want to pay it off completely. No, no, no. That wasn't what I asked. Stop, 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 stop. I said, if your house was paid off, would you borrow on your home to buy an investment property? No. Okay. Then if you use this money to buy an investment property that should have been used to pay off your house, it's exactly the same thing. It's as mm. if you have borrowed on your home to buy that property. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. Same exact decision. So uh, how old are you guys? Uh, going to be 15 and 49. Okay. Here's what I would do. And you can do what you want to do, but you called and asked us. And then I'll tell mm. you why I would do it. I would write a check by the end of the week and do a Merry Christmas dance in the freaking front yard that my house was paid for. Okay. Put jingle bells around your neck and go out there and disco in the front yard and drive the neighbors crazy. Right. Yeah. 
you got to do something to celebrate. So now you're a hundred percent debt free house and everything. What's this house worth? Uh, 750. Okay. How much is in your retirement accounts? Uh, I would say around a hundred. Okay. So you're almost millionaires. Right. Pretty close. Okay. So you're, you're very, very close. So soon you're going to be baby steps millionaires. The reason now I would tell you to do that is this, when you have no payments in the world, you're going to breathe deeper than you've breathed than, than you've been able to take a breath into your lungs for years. Your, your shoulders are going to be more relaxed and you're going to be able to sit down with a budget and go, I'm going to invest $5,000 a month into an investment to pay cash for future properties and to give me a big old pile of cash. Now, if we invest $5,000 a month for 10 months, how much is in the account? Five times 10. Uh, right, right now it's... No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. If you start from zero and you invest $5,000 a month for 10 months, would you have $50,000? Correct. 10 months later, would you have $100,000? Correct. Plus whatever the market has grown if you're in good mutual funds during that time. And 10 months later, so two and a half years from today. Let me tell you what happened two and a half years ago today. We were not yet in COVID. That's how fast two and a half years ago goes. Okay. In two and a half years, you are going to have $200,000 approximately. You follow me? Sounds great. Yeah. But just investing your house payment plus a little bit more. And now you're an investor instead of uh, being fed on by the mortgage company. Now you've got money working on you in your direction. If you will simply turn your old mortgage payment, $3,100 plus $1,900 more, and you got that, into investments you're going to put the money back so fast. And would you agree with me that an extra $50,000 in 10 months is going to be pretty comfortable? Yes. Without a house payment, for sure. So we're not suggesting you live with $10,000 or $15,000 after paying off your house for a long period of time, just for one month. Then the next month, it's plus five. And the next month, it's plus five. And the next month, it's plus five. Or whatever number you decide to put in, maybe you're going to put in seven thousand because you could easy without a house payment this is the shortest proper way that people build wealth it is not popular uh with people who want to build wealth quick who want to get rich quick or quote unquote easy but it, it is there's a lot of peace with this there's a lot of relaxed with this and uh there's no risk with this oh and by the way if two years from today you hate being debt-free, you can go get you another mortgage. <laughs> you could, couldn't you? If I'm completely wrong, yes. if, I'm compl- if, I, if I messed you over with this advice, that crazy butt Dave Ramsey over there in Nashville, <laughs> I, he lost his dadgum mind. I'm going to go back in debt. You could go get you a mortgage. So I dare you to try it. I dare you to try to endure this level of financial peace. I don't know if you'll be able to stand it. It's going to be so awesome. You may have to go back into debt because you won't be able to stand this much fun. 
love sarcasm. Well done. <laughs> You've done a great job. Go pay off your house, kiddo. holiday season our brains are focused on buying presents decorating homes and all the christmas and new year celebrations all of a sudden it's january and now some people feel like they've gotten a financial hangover doesn't have to be that way you can start the new year strong set yourself up for a strong new year join us for our building wealth live event here in Nashville on January the 12th this one night event will help you kick off 2023 feeling confident about your finances, even in this crazy economy. Join me, Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Ken Coleman, and Dr. John Deloney as we walk you through a simple but proven plan to get back on track and build wealth. Yes, it is possible. Our Building Wealth events have been huge. They've all been sold out all through last year. Nashville is coming up next. Uh, then we're headed to Indianapolis, Austin, Salt Lake City, Anaheim, uh, all dates here in the spring. You can get tickets to any of them. Passes start as low as $49. Seats are limited for this event, so hurry. Reserve your seat for our Building Wealth Live in Nashville today. RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events. 100% of your credit score is based on you interacting with debt. Your FICO score is not determined by you winning financially. You could get, Your boss could walk in today. He's not going to. She's not going to. And say, you now make a million dollars a year, and your FICO score will not change one point. The phone could ring, and your grandmother could say, your rich uncle that you didn't know you had just died and left you $10 million, and your FICO score will not change one point. Your FICO score is not a sign you are winning with money. It's a sign you have played kissy face with the bank. It is based on the debt that you have, the debt load, the type of debt, the length of time you've had the debt, the ratio of the debt to your income, how you have paid the payments on your debt. It is an I love debt score. Mathematically speaking, the algorithm says that you the way to have a 750 or 810 FICO score, the only way to have that is to really, really love debt. You have to keep a lot of it, and you have to pay it. It will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over a decade to build a FICO score and keep a FICO score of 800 because it's the only way that FICO score is calculated. It is not an I'm winning with money score. 
It's an I love to support the bank because they're so awesome score. In other words, it's dumber than a freaking rock. So here's what happens. When you quit borrowing money and you've paid off all of your debt and you don't have a single account open, your FICO score will disappear within about a year. As a matter of fact, they will treat you like you have um, moved to Mars, like you have one eye in the center of your head. Your FICO score is now undeterminable. Ooh. You mean you can't determine that I haven't borrowed money? I think it just means it's zero, but it's undeterminable. Ooh. It's like going to the airport. It's a terminal. I don't want to do things that are terminal. I want to do things that bring me life. If they say you have terminal cancer, that's not good. But we go to the airport and we call it a terminal. Undeterminable. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Sounds spooky. It's the problem. So years ago, I quit borrowing money. So I haven't had a FICO score in like 30 years. Um, I'm not really here. I'm off the grid. This is actually a hologram. I don't really exist. <laughs> because according to you people, I don't have a FICO score, so I'm a nobody. But uh, according to my banker, I'm a nobody with millions of dollars in her bank. Uh, so, uh, And I still have a zero FICO score, a non-undeterminable FICO score. And guess who just joined the club? It's my zero FICO score day. <laughs> Woo! We sold our house in May, took about five and a half months, and my FICO score is zero. That was your only debt. Yep. And you sold the house. The mortgage is gone. Yep. You're, you're a renter. Yep. Temporarily, for the time temporarily being. right now until you figure out the housing market and what you're going to do. And uh, from May to basically end of november beginning of december i uh, have not had a single piece of activity and zero accounts open of any kind and no lates on there and no bad debts on there obviously and uh that's how long it took for your fico score to evaporate yes it's gone and it's so funny the email was like basically like oh we don't know what happened this happens sometimes but we can help you correct it <laughs> Yeah, sometimes horrible things happen to people, and we're here to help. We're from FICO. Right. You're debt-free? Wait, what? We can help you get back in debt? You haven't made offerings to the great gods of FICO. You need to make <laughs> offerings of interest. Oh, great FICO, you are the provider of all good things. We bring you offerings of interest so that we can buy anything we want on credit later. So you borrow money. Why? So that your FICO scores up score goes up why so that you can borrow more money so why because your fico score goes up so why so you can borrow more money i had a dog that used to chase its tail and he was crazy <laughs> and this culture does it every day and you're free i'm free man it feels good it's kind of nerve-wracking like when it, when you're in that process of waiting for it to go to zero we were talking about this about a month ago you're going are you sure it's going to go away and i'm like <laughs> I'm not sure of anything with FICO, except that when you quit borrowing money, eventually they're going to cause you to say you don't exist. Yeah. I was like, Dave, how long? How many more weeks? How many more months? And he was just I, like, just stay the course, Christina. I said, like, I think it's going to be a year. Because I, I, at that point, so made, so what is it? Seven, eight months. Yeah. Something like that for it yeah. to go away, right? Five, seven months. Seven months. Yeah. For it to go away before. And, and it went down before that. Yeah. It had a good like 100 What did it start drop? at? Uh, 
Up I in the 700. It, yeah, like 700 range. Yeah, all right. And and it's because you'd paid your mortgage on time. You'd paid mm-hmm. everything on time. And then you got That's out of same. debt. Yep. And then you sold the house. And so you went from 700. So you had a fabulous, by all standards, FICO score. And it eroded. It went down to 600s. Yeah. Did and we're still in the, the house. Did it go into the 500s? I mean, I wasn't. You checking. were checking it. I was. I was just waiting you were for my it zero. You're asking me about it. It's scaring me. It's getting low. <laughs> well, I was just waiting for emails. I was waiting for the email that said zero, and so they sent me an email saying that it had been updated. And so I was like, "Ooh, it's zero. And then I went, and it was like six hundred. And I was like, "Oh, being in the housing market, that's kind of yeah, nerve wracking." Exactly talking about someday, I want to buy a house, and I can't do that with a six hundred. When's this thing gonna go to zero, Dave? And I'm like, <laughs> all the data that we have, all the you know, all you people out there that we work with, all the stuff you send us, everything we keep up with from you guys, the research, we don't know because FICO doesn't publish their algorithms, right? They don't tell us what the thing is, but just observing people that have done what you do, it takes six months to a year, and yours took seven months. Yep. Follow the path. Here and George, George had a zero FICO score, went and got a mortgage with manual underwriting with Churchill Mortgage. And so if you're going to go get a mortgage with Churchill Mortgage and you have a zero credit score and undeterminable, they will write you a mortgage. And it's exactly the same rate as if you had a seven or an 800 FICO score. Only they have to do stuff like do manual underwriting. So they have to verify that you have money with your bank. They have to verify that you have a job, which is what they ought to freaking be doing anyway. <laughs> what are you doing? Giving people a loan based on one number. You go, I'm going to loan you $800,000 for a house. Why? Because you have one number that says FICO, FICO, FICO. Oh, that's so crazy. It's, it's crazy how and our system it. rewards debt and people who are it's doing more. It's debt. more than rewards it. I mean, by God, it manipulates it and causes it. Mm. People just, I mean, because I've been doing this for 30 years. The amount of hate mail and hate crap I get to this day telling people to not borrow money and get rid of their stupid kissy face, I love debt score is crazy. I'm keeping my credit cards open because Dave Ribsy doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, he's only got several hundred million dollars, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. God, man, it's dumber than a rock. Just dumber than a freaking rock. Way to go! You joined the club, girl! I'm weird! (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. Christina Ellis Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Merry Christmas to you. If you're out on your Christmas travels and over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house, we go and Nashville is on the river or the woods or whatever it is along the way. You can stop by. We'd love to have you sit and watch the show. We do the show every day on the glass from one to four with uh, free homemade cookies and coffee and there's usually 50 to 200 folks in here watching the show, and during the holidays, sometimes even more. And, of course, the bookstores open and the museum and the picture opportunities and all the stuff. Our lobby is all set up for our fans and our visitors and our listeners to come by. So we hope you do. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions, one of the items is the debt-free stage with a big debt-free plaque right in the middle of it. And if you come here to do your debt-free scream, of course, that's where you stand. And 
thus is what's happening with Jonathan and Lachey. Welcome, guys. How are you? Pretty good. Good. Thank you. How are you guys? Merry Christmas. Good Merry to Christmas. Have you. Yeah. Where do you guys live? We live in Wilmington, North Carolina. Very cool. All right. Tell us, how much debt have you paid off? So we paid off $53,804.95. And how long did this take? 24 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? We started around about 35000 and now we're at about 90000 a year. Okay, 35000 and now you're at 90000 Way to go. What do you guys do for a living? Yeah, I work with a ed tech company online, um, and I work in the technical support area. Cool. And I work at the airport working on the line as a, like a marshal or a crewman. Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Help folks park where they're supposed to. That's right. <laughs> That's good. Without without touching those wings. Yeah, very good. Good for you. So what kind of debt was the 54000 Um, All student loans. All student loans. Yep. Old Sally May was hanging out. Yep. That's right. She's Gave her her eviction papers, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. You yep. are hitting the road, road, old woman. <laughs> Get out of my house. How long you two been married? It's been two years so far. Ah, yeah. okay. So right after you get married, you say, listen, I want to be married to you. Sally Mae's not staying in our house. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It was like so what was months. the plan? Tell me how all this happened. Yeah. Well, um, so I grew up um, with my parents doing um, financial peace, and they did the um, kids version of it mm-hmm. with us. And then. So you're a financial peace baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then um, two months after getting married, we were like, okay, we have all these dreams, but we can't do it with um, debt coming behind us and all. So we decided to hop on the train and do it. Cool. All right. So uh, Jonathan Lachey says, hey, when I was a kid, we did this weird stuff. <laughs> and I want you to do this weird stuff now, like get out of debt. What'd you say? Actually, um, my mom had been to some of the classes as well. Oh, you're a financial so, piece baby too. Yeah, I'd heard about it. I never really oh took it super seriously, but I'd heard of them. And uh, basically, we saw this opportunity online to get your book for free, the financial piece book. And we also found the Every Dollar Budgeting app. I had been using it. And we just, once we got married, we were like, hey, we want to seriously do this so we can start a family off on the right foot. Dive in, huh? Yeah. Dive in. Exactly. That's that's awesome. Okay, so the decision's made. You're both on board. What did this journey look like for you guys? Man, it was uh, was a lot of sacrifices. We definitely, uh, uh, you know, we lived like nobody else so that later we could live and give like no one else. And uh, we, we did a lot of extra jobs and we lived in, literally a basement apartment for a long time and uh, no just windows kind of worked. no light <laughs> yeah not much and uh we i mean I, I did everything like lawn care uh we sold a bunch of random stuff we had uh just everything to go all in and, and make it happen um and we had sold off i think within the first year and a half we were down to thirteen thousand five hundred, and that was when we figured out that lachey was pregnant with Caden. and so that was our motivation to just say hey we're going to get this done before this child is born. And so he'll be born into a debt-free family. I love it. Yeah. That's a milestone. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. I bet both parents are cheering you on because they're financial peace people, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you got big cheerleaders all in the family. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. you're bringing a grandbaby in. So that makes you hugely popular. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question at that point. You are very likable kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Also, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are young. You're newlyweds. A lot of newlyweds are not thinking about this at all. All. They're just living their best lives, yo yoloing. Is that what they say? <laughs> you know, like no. you're cool but, enough. You know that's what I, they say. I know. Don't act like you're old. I, I don't know actually, what the young people say. I've never actually used that word myself without joking. <laughs> but so a lot of people aren't doing this. Did your friends think you were weird? 
Um, my friends were like, "Whoa, I want to be you." <laughs> yes. Ah. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah. Set the standard. Mm-hmm. Set the bar. Yeah. Well done. So, what would you tell newlyweds who who are you know kind of tempted to close their eyes, put their head in the sand, and and stay in debt? What would you tell them to get them started on this journey? Um, I would say it's worth it, not just um, for your financial sake, but just for your marriage overall. Um, I think it brings up a lot of tough conversations that you need to have. And then at the end of the journey, you feel like a really strong team, basically. Mm. Yeah. Y'all, y'all are a little too sweet and too perfect. All right, tell me the <laughs> truth. What was the big money fight you had during the two years? Oh, man. What was the one thing where you're like, I just about killed him? For us, the hard thing is trips. Like, we want to go travel and take big trips, and it's been so hard to just say, like, hey, we're going to do small stuff right now, you know. Uh, we actually, right after we got married, well, we were going to get married, and then COVID hit 2020, and we had to cancel our honeymoon to Iceland. And basically, oh. we took all that money and put it towards our debt. And uh, that was a hard that was a hard move, but we realized it was something we needed to do to get started. So when are you going to Iceland? <laughs> I don't know. When we, whenever <laughs> we plan it. Whenever <laughs> yeah. you want now. You don't yeah. need that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's a great trip, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I haven't done that one, but I've got friends and family that have, and they just think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So you got to do it. Yes. you got to do it now. So that's cool. So that, that, that still didn't answer my question because you still <laughs> no, were like yeah. too sweet. You're like, well, we couldn't take big trips. I said, when did you have a big fight is what I asked. I think it's um, based around trips. So like, I was, around- I was based, like raised to just doing um, – like four star hotels and like stuff like that. Ooh. And oh, then so he was trying to cover for you. <laughs> he didn't so. want to th- he didn't want to throw you under the bus and answer <laughs> yeah. my question. So he's like, um so I'm more like, we can do this and like spin this and he's more so like, No, we can't. So no, no, we're not, I think no, that's no. where we still We're talk you're talking heads. you're talking four seasons, I'm talking tent. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. yeah. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, that's where we still butt heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now I got it. Now we're coming clean. Good. Hey, you guys are sweet. You're powerful. You're heroes. Well done. And then you had uh, the baby on the way. And so how old is your baby? Six months. Six months old. And name? Caden. Little Caden. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Way to go, biggin. I love it. <laughs> Sitting over there with Janelle. Janelle's hating that. So uh, good stuff. So what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I would say number one thing is just Seek to honor the Lord with your finances and understand that it's bigger than just yourself. Uh, it's your family. It's your generation, uh, generations after you. Uh, it's about making a change and also just getting on the same page in your marriage uh, regarding your finances. Because if you're in on different pages, you're just going to butt heads. It's like one of the number one causes of divorce. I don't know if it's the biggest one, but finances are a huge deal. And if you get on the same page early on, it's way easier, I'm sure. Yeah. How old are you two? I'm 24. And I'm 25. Why did you not wait on student loan forgiveness? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> wasn't even a thing when we started paying off debt. So. I never really believed that was yeah. going to be a thing. Um, so now he said, we're, we're going to go do it. Forget waiting for somebody else, the government, to take care of that. Yeah, okay. Amen. 24 years old. Mm-hmm. You guys are amazing. I'm so proud of you. Very well done. I know your mom and dad are proud of both of you. And uh, you got a great start, and Lil Caden's mom and dad are heroes. You set him up to win. You guys are ready to go, man. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So let's get him in the picture. We got uh, uh, the Live and Give bundle for y'all. 
and that includes the total money makeover book to give away to somebody that you've inspired the baby steps millionaires book for you that's your next chapter for sure go ahead and be millionaires and uh live and give like no one else and financial peace university a one-year membership so any of that you're welcome to keep or welcome to give it it's our gift to you and say we're proud of you and thanks for coming to nashville jonathan and Lachey and Caden from Wilmington, North Carolina. 54000 paid off in 24 months, making 35 to 90. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt free. Yeah. Woo! I love this Gen Z generation. Man, the ones that are on it are more on it than any gen I've seen so far. 18 years old with 75,000 saved, 24 years old. I'm not waiting on the government. You're kidding me. scripture of the day psalm 34 for i sought the lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears cornelia funke says children's author says nothing is more terrifying than fearlessness (laughs) you know what that's the truth right that's that's a different level of swagger right there nothing is more terrifying than fearlessness when you're on the other side of an equation from something or someone that is fearless, that is terrifying. Mm. I agree. I agree. It's powerful. Good place to live, too. I like it. It's a good place to live. Fearless. And part of being fearless is being debt-free. Part of being fearless mm. is uh, knowing who your God is. Part of being fearless is knowing where you stand in your relationships. And part of being fearless is knowing where you stand in your career and where your income comes from. And when you get those things that we talk about around Ramsey all the time in place, it does put a different level of courage into you. Well, and I think part of being fearless is not the absence of fear. It's not that you never have fears. It's being willing to do things in spite of the things that scare you to death. It's being willing to put yourself out there and to go through the journey, even if you are afraid. It's not that the fears don't exist. It's that you're willing to plow forward regardless of if you feel that fear. Yeah, but even then, I mean, when stuff even like, yeah, comes at you, then you go, yeah, but what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. And it does take, because, you know, I'm not going to lose my house. I don't have a mortgage. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? What are you going to do to me? Fire me? Get another job and make more than I make here. And I don't have to put up with you. That'd be great. Fire away. How big's the severance? Let's have it. You know, it changes everything. It changes the negotiation. It changes the whole process. Hey, folks, if you like this show, help us out. Uh, We have found that... um, uh, the, the folks over at Spotify say we are in the top 1% of all podcasts in the world for having been shared. We are shared so often that we're in the top 1% of sharing or whatever you want to call that. I don't know how, what you call it, but anyway. So thank you. Thank you for doing that at Spotify. Thank you for doing it at Apple. Thank you for doing it with YouTube. Thank you for telling your friends and neighbors that we're on your local talk radio station. If you're in a situation on one of those digital platforms where you can leave a review, leave a five-star review, or don't leave one, 
But we do need your reviews, and we do need you to say that you think the show is awesome. We don't need it, but it helps us spread the word, and it takes the uh, the internet algorithm and kicks it into gear and lets people know that we're out here. Because all we're doing is helping people. This is all about hope. And subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube and tell people to do that. It, those numbers help as well. Um it helps us do everything we do here for more and more and more people and uh, just spread the um, spread this message of hope. It's a real message, and it really does work. Chris is with us in New York City. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Christina. How are you guys doing? Great. How can we help? Doing well. Um, so my headline question, and I can give you the context, is how do you decide if it's worth it or not? to move based on the cost of living from a personal finance perspective. Uh, me personally, I'm kind of on the fence of where I live now, despite the fact I'm doing well and I like my job. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 25, have uh, 150,000 annual income, $100,000 saved away in retirement funds, uh, you know, only a couple hundred dollars of debt. And it's just an interesting time right now because New York City in particular, like the rent rates have gone through the roof. The taxation rates are, you know, I don't even have to tell you how high they are. So how do you kind of, in your experience, when has it, when have you seen it be worth it to, to move if someone's already, you know, if I like my job, I'm doing well, but you know, the cost of living where I happen to be is just so astronomically high versus like almost anywhere else. In the Agreed. Country. Agreed. It is. And most of that cost of living is real estate in your case. The cost of rent, yeah, so the cost rent, of rent to live on Manhattan is, it's just terrible. compared to the rest of the country. It's bizarre. You got to make a lot of money. You do make a lot of money. Congratulations. Do you think you can make a similar amount of money somewhere else? Yeah. So that's, I think the biggest problem because it's like, there's this risk where, um, I'd have to go out and search really hard to find another job. I haven't, I haven't yet, to be honest. I mean, I've skimmed a little bit. And usually, like, you don't see it that high. What do you do? I, do. Uh, I mean, you might, you might not like this to some extent. I'm a stock market researcher, so on individual companies, I mean. I, I don't dislike that at all. Somebody needs, somebody needs to research it. I'm not against the stock market. I buy mutual funds all the time, and those mutual funds depend on research. So I've got a, a, a friend that um, is um, uh a young, a young friend for a guy 62, he's in his forties and, uh, he makes about 300 to 400 a year and he does, uh, research and analytics for one of the big mutual fund companies. And he does it from his office in his home and has for 10 years before work from home was cool. He was doing work from home and he has lived, uh, in ski resort areas. He has lived in, um, uh, Nashville now, uh, and, so forth. And so, uh, you know, I think you can do your job and the job of analytics from almost anywhere. And I don't think they require you to be in the city physically anymore. Yeah, I, that's definitely the case. It's, it's interesting it's been for us, like during COVID, we were totally working from home. Now I got to be in the office like three days a week. Um, so yeah, but I'm saying I there might be competitors or there might be people in specific fields using your same skills. Uh, a certain oh, industry that you research and you become known for that industry for one of the mutual fund companies or something like that, that you can do totally work from home. My buddy did it before work from home was a thing. Yeah. 
And you think in most cases it's probably worth it at this. I mean, especially if I start. It's what you want. Where do you want to live? I mean, you're you're a single guy. I take it. You live in New York City. It's very cool and very fun to live in New York City in a lot of ways. I love visiting there. I personally, it wouldn't be the quality of life I want to live there. But I do enjoy the city. I used to enjoy it a lot more than I do now. It's kind of screwed up up there right now. But the uh, but it, it's a great town. It's got a great vibe. I love the energy. I love New Yorkers. People that have lived there their whole lives and stuff, I just I always relate to them because they're high energy, they're butt kickers, they get it done. I like the environment, I like the culture of it, uh, but I still wouldn't want to live in the city. I got enough country boy in me. I want some green grass. Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned that because I'm originally from from uh, from upstate New York, but after living here the past like two years, I've come to like the area. You know, I have a lot of family and friend connections here yeah so well there's nothing there's nothing wrong with staying there you're not doing anything morally wrong you're not being irresponsible you make enough money to live there but it's going to cost you more to live there so you're not going to prosper mathematically as much as if you made 150 somewhere else so it's okay to move there's nothing but but if you're wanting us to tell you to move we're not going to tell you to move now, if you told me you made $60,000 a year and you couldn't make ends meet on Manhattan, I would say that's true. You're probably not living in Manhattan making sixty k. It's probably not happening. Uh, I mean, you might for a little while, but it's wooey. That's well, a tough one. Yeah, and with his career field, he has a great chance of that income continuing to increase. So, I mean, if you love New York, if that's somewhere where you want to stay and you see um, your salary continue to go up, then I think eventually you'll have more margin to save. Yeah. What I would do is say, where do I want to build my life today? And by the way, it doesn't have to be permanent. Uh, where do I want to build my life tomorrow in the next season of my life? I mean, you might say, hey, I'm, I want to stay here. And you might uh, marry a lady and you both decide to stay there. Or you might go, hey, we're going to move and raise kids in a different environment. You could do that. Any of those things will work. Any of those things will be fine. So it's just a matter of what you guys want to, what you want to do. And later, if there's a you guys, what you guys want to do later. But, um, you know, you should make those choices based on uh, lifestyle as long as the math will work. And in your case, you've got the option because the math works. Yeah, exactly. Well, this would be a totally different conversation, like Dave said, if you made $60,000 a year, because that would be a true challenge. Yeah. But thankfully, you have the margin right now. I do not think to be in your field, you have to stay there, though. I think with your company, you might have to stay there. But I don't think you have to stay there to be in your field. So I would check that part out if you want to move. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. Thanks to Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, and James in the booth, the booth dudes. They make this thing happen. This is the Ramsey Show. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.